All right, welcome to episode six of Sports Town. I got two guys in the studio with me. I got Brian on my left, Ryan to my right. We're going to be talking about February 17th's Bracketology presented by hardwoodandhollywood.com. We're going to go game by game, region by region, give you our final four, our champion in every game in between. Skipping all the one seeds first rounds game because those are gimmies. Unless, you know, the one seed wants to pull a Virginia from a couple years ago. None of us see that happening, so we're going to jump right into the 8-9 Michigan hosting NIU. Um, I have a quote-unquote upset, 9 over 8 upset is not really an upset, but I got NIU playing good ball this year. I don't think Michigan's going to have what it takes to get through the first round, so I have NIU advancing. Moving on to Byron. You have to disagree. I got uh, Michigan beating Northern Iowa and playing Baylor in the uh, round of 32. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to disagree with you there, Byron. Uh, I think Northern Iowa's got Michigan. I've watched Michigan down the stretch here a couple times, and uh, they just don't look like a Big Ten caliber team like they usually are, a little bit falling off, so I'm taking Northern Iowa in this one. So the next couple of picks, all of us have Creighton winning their first-round game over the buy-in, Indiana or Arizona State, and we all have Auburn beating Vermont in a 4-13 matchup. A little bit of discrepancy between us. Um, I have Eastern Tennessee State University upsetting Arizona in the 6-11 matchup. ETSU's beat LSU this year, and they have another top 25 win. They have what it takes to beat good teams, and Arizona's not as caliber of a team as LSU is, so I see no reason why ETSU shouldn't win this game. But obviously we have a couple guys that disagree with me. Uh, yeah, I'm big on Arizona here. Uh, Sean Miller's still up there, Archie's brother for all you Dayton fans. Uh, he's still there. I still like the caliber of basketball they're playing. And uh, with the Seton Hall-Akron game, I think Seton Hall's just... I mean, walk through on Akron right there. Sorry for all you Zips fans out there, but I'll go Arizona and Seton Hall. Right, so um, I also have Seton Hall. I have Seton Hall winning a couple games, but we'll get back into that. I think we all have Seton Hall as well. So we're going to jump down to Rhode Island, Illinois, 7-10 game. Illinois being the 7 seed, Rhode Island being the 10 seed. I picked Rhode Island here. I have a couple guys disagreeing with me, which isn't a surprise. I like the ball. That Rhode Island's playing. They're playing in a decent conference in the A-10. They're playing against decent opponents. Their best opponent's Dayton. They've played them tough twice. So I like Rhode Island to actually take that game from the Fighting Illini. Uh, I'm going to say Illinois takes the 7-10 matchup versus Rhode Island. I haven't uh, watched Illinois, but I think they're probably the overall better team. Uh, yeah, I'd probably have to go with Illinois as well. Uh, I mean, I think they're top. Either top five or top four in Big Ten, and uh, I just don't see Rhode Island even being in the A-10 as a good enough team to compete with them, so I'd go with the Fighting Illini there. Okay, we're going to stay up in the top left segment. Um, like Byron said, he's got Baylor winning their round of 32 game. I have Baylor winning their round of 32 game, and so does Ryan. So we're going to skip that matchup. No matchup really there for Baylor. Then the Creighton-Auburn game, we do have a little bit of uh, disagreements here. I got Auburn winning. I think the SEC is a little bit different this year in how they play ball. I think uh, Auburn's going to be having no troubles with Creighton. Creighton plays okay ball for the conference they're in. They've been hanging around the top 25 all year, but I don't think they get it done in this matchup. Uh, I'd have to go with Auburn there. I think more SEC power there. I mean, Creighton's usually a, a tournament team that can uh, knock you off, but I also think Auburn's still playing well in the SEC, so I'd have to go with them. Uh, yeah, 5-4 matchup, that's what I got too. I just think Creighton is a good tournament team, so I actually picked him over Auburn in the round of 32 and making it to the second weekend. So then, I like I said a little bit ago, I'm pretty high on Seton Hall this year, so I have them beating ETSU, not in an upset or anything because ETSU is the 11 seed, but I have the three-seeded Seton Hall beating Eastern Tennessee State. We do have some disagreement there from Byron. 
Yeah, I have to choose uh, Arizona. I think overall better team. Uh, we'll get it done down the stretch and definitely facing uh, FSU. And like you said, FSU is moving on in all of our brackets. Now here's where we could get into some differences. We're going to skip the Baylor matchup, and we'll come back to that one in a minute. But we're going to talk about Seton Hall. Um, I really like the play that Seton Hall is putting onto the court. And FSU struggled against some average teams, letting them come back down the stretch and you know fighting toward the last minute to beat subpar middle-of-the-pack teams. So um, in an upset... Uh, 3-2 upset, if you call it that. I have Seton Hall moving on to the Elite Eight, then which would then be playing Baylor, which is in all of our brackets is Baylor in the Elite Eight. But obviously we have some disagreement between Seton Hall and Florida State. Uh, Yeah, I mean, like you said, Florida State, I mean, they just came off a game where they played my Syracuse Orangemen, and they actually let them come back. Syracuse, I think, was down 12 at one point, and Florida State let them, let them all the way back to uh, Syracuse actually taking a lead in that game. And I think Seton Hall and FSU is one of my games to watch here in the Sweet 16. I mean, Seton Hall's a good team, but I also think that FSU, with the way that if they can shoot during games like they did against Syracuse down the stretch, then they'll be able to beat Seton Hall. Yes, yeah, so I have Arizona versus uh, Florida State, and, and I'm going to have to take Florida State there. ACC is a good conference. They've played fairly well in it, and I see them being able to beat Arizona. Well, peeking over to your bracket, Byron, it looks like you have Florida State in the final four, which is a disagreement for me and Ryan. I don't think uh, Florida State makes the Elite Eight, like I said. I think Baylor is a good good enough team to make the final four. Are you sticking with your reasons for Florida State to make it to the final four? Yeah, I actually have Florida State in my championship game. Um, better conference than Baylor's. I think they know how to play against good ball, and uh, that will get them farther down the stretch. All right, well, that wraps that up. Uh, Byron, Florida State, Final Four team. Me and Ryan both have Baylor in the Final Four. Looking down in the bottom left-hand quadrant, like I said, on hardwoodandhollywood.com, SDSU is the one seed. We all have the one seed moving on there. Um, I have St. Mary's, the nine seed, beating Texas Tech and actually moving on a couple rounds. We'll get into that in a minute. But this uh, this St. Mary's team is in Gonzaga's conference, obviously, so they have some tough competition all year round. I think it's readied them for the tournament play, and like I said, I, th I have them winning a couple games. But obviously, we got a couple disagreements here. We're going to hear from Ryan on why he thinks Texas Tech's going to win this one. Yeah, well, I mean, 8 9 is honestly in every one of these games, like, could be a coin flip. I, mean, I haven't watched much of Texas Tech or St. Mary's. Like you said, St. Mary's with that conference, but overall, I would take Texas Tech in this game in a coin flip. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's a toss up matchup, and I too pick Texas Tech. No reason in particular, just, uh, just chose them. Keeping it with Ryan here, we got Colorado Yale in the 512. Me and Byron both have Colorado. What is the reason for picking Yale in such a good game or in such a 512 matchup, which is all but a coin flip in recent years, but they're not playing Baylor, so they're not going to out rebound them probably. Let me know if you get that reference, but let's see what Ryan has to say about Yale. Yeah, well, from what I know about um, from Yale in, in years past and also being a 512, usually when you go in upsets in March Madness, 512 is one of the most upset-prone matchups where the 12 seed would beat the 5 seed. I don't think Colorado's really that good of a team this year. And Yale, like I said, with Creighton and Seton Hall, is one of those tournament teams that can really surprise you um, when it comes time to tournament time. So I would go just go Yale off my gut here in the upset. Yeah, i got to choose Colorado. Uh, they beat Dayton earlier in the season. Dayton now is a, a top-five seed. They didn't put up too much fight of a can to Kansas, but I see them beating Yale here. So then I have another upset that looks to make a little bit of a run. I got Stephen F. Austin beating Kentucky, the 13-4 matchup. 
Kentucky's shown that they're vulnerable. Um, they've lost at home to some subpar teams and some really bad teams, and Stephen F. Austin shows that they can play with the best of them beating Duke, so I got them upsetting Kentucky. I don't think that's much of a surprise, and if, if that game is actually played in the uh, March Madness, like I said, this is just kind of speculation on the 17th of February, but if that game is actually played, I think I would still go with SF Austin down the stretch. I think they're a good ball club, and I think they got a lot to prove. Yeah, UK's a, a, a powerhouse college, and I just think they can get it done against a 13-ranked SF Austin. Yeah, and I did think with the uh, Kentucky-SF Austin game, I did look into that a little bit, and obviously SF Austin with that buzzer beater to beat Duke down the down the full four with that layup. But still, I mean, in the end, like I'm taking John Calipari in March over any team he plays. So... So we're going to skip the Iowa-Arkansas game, the 6-11 matchup. We all have uh, Iowa moving on in the sixth seed. Then we got Villanova-Wright State looking at the 3-14. Just peeking over at Ryan's bracket, he's got Wright State written in. Um, I'd love to hear your your reasoning behind Wright State here. Well, the big thing with me here is that I don't think Villanova's top caliber like they were this year. I remember an early matchup with Ohio State this year that – Ohio State absolutely waxed the fourth Villanova this year. I looked at Villanova's schedule. I think they have maybe one good win, in my opinion, this year. But the thing about Wright State that gets me is that they are the number four scoring offense in all of college basketball. Yeah, that might say something that they're in the Horizon League, but they're still putting up, I think it's 82.5 I had. Yeah, they're putting up 82.5 points per game, number four in all of NCAA. So I like Wright State in this matchup to score a lot. But the whole thing about Wright State staying on that is, like you said, they're playing in the Horizon League. So that the 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 weak conferences are are teams I don't like to pick in the tournament. Some of them I will pick, but just like teams that play in like the A10 or something, just the conference isn't all there. So I don't look too much into Wright State. I think I think uh, Wright State gets handled pretty good there. Yeah, I, I think Villanova is, is going to have a bigger starting five, a deeper bench, and Wright State being a small D1 school. Um, in a basketball sense, is gonna have gonna have trouble matching up. So I'm disagreeing with Ryan there too. So then uh, you're the only one that disagrees with this Wisconsin USC game. But me and Ryan both have Wisconsin. I just like the Big Ten this year. Um, USC is what you have written in on your bracket, and some would say a 7-10 upset. But in what world is it really an upset? Yeah, same. I mean, I think the 8-9 is kind of the same as 7-10. It can be anybody's ball game. Um, no, in particular reason. Well, I picked uh, USC, but I think they might get it done. So skipping the Duke-North Dakota State game, um, I don't think the Bison are going to get that one done against Duke. We all have Duke written in there. And then we got the the one seed versus the 8-9 winner, SDSU versus St. Mary's. I have this listed down as one of the games you're going to want to watch in the tournament. St. Mary's is playing good ball. They're going to continue to play good ball. SDSU has a weak schedule. They don't have many good wins. Their wins are kind of falling out of the top 25. So I got St. Mary's to advance into the Sweet 16 beating SDSU, and I don't think it's very close. They're probably going to win that game by double digits. Let's hear from um, Ryan on his pick for that game. Uh, so I didn't have St. Mary's like you had, but I had Texas Tech and San Diego State. Uh, I've got San Diego State in this game. I mean, until like they play a team that's really going to give them trouble, like they are the only undefeated team in the country right now. I believe 26-0 if they won the previous Saturday or Sunday. They're still undefeated. So I'm going to give the nod right there to San Diego State. Yeah, i got to agree. I think San Diego, even though some people may say they come from a softer conference, 
won't have too much trouble getting through the first two games. I think they really see trouble when they match up against, for me, Kentucky in the Sweet 16. So jumping down to that game, that would be the winner of Yale, Colorado, and Kentucky SF Austin. I have SF Austin beating Kentucky, like I said, and I also have SF Austin beating Colorado. Colorado's played good ball at times. Sometimes they haven't. They're letting teams that shouldn't stick around stick around, and and I just think SF Austin's gonna, you know, they're gonna wear the slipper this year, and I think they're gonna make it to the Sweet 16 beating Colorado. Also, have that one down as a game to watch. I don't think that one gets out of hand like I think the St. Mary's one will, but I think I think SF Austin would surprise a lot of people from outside, and I think uh. I think they could make a little bit of a run here. Yeah, I don't know. I think Calipari um, is obviously going to beat them in the first round. And then I have uh, them also beating Colorado and uh, playing Senior State. Yeah, I'm still going with my gut, like I said, with Calipari. And he's play- for my bracket, he's playing Yale. Um, I'm definitely going with UK in that game to face San Diego State in the Sweet 16. So another Sweet 16 team that I have, Villanova beating Iowa. Same with Byron's bracket, but looking over to Ryan's bracket, he's got the six-seeded Iowa sitting in the Sweet 16 out of the Big Ten. Any particular reason or just a gut feeling there? Uh, well, I mean, they're also playing Wright State, like I said, the number four scoring offense. But in my opinion, what Iowa's done this year, I mean, I think the Big Ten is actually one of the better conferences this year. I think the last time I looked at Joe Lenardi, excuse me, he had 11 or 10 Big Ten teams making the tournament this year. And I like Iowa and what they're doing out there with McCaffrey, so I'd go Iowa in the Sweet 16 game. Yeah, Big Ten's a good conference this year, which is why my Wisconsin Duke game's a game to watch. All of us have Dukes, so we're not going to dwell on that game any, but I just think that if that game is a good matchup, I think that'd be one to watch. Looking at the Sweet 16 matchup in the bottom left-hand section, I have St. Mary's playing SF Austin, which is probably not a very popular pick. A lot of people have the one seed playing the four or five seed there. St. Mary's, I like in the nine seed to make the Elite Eight. Um, I think they'll after they get through SDSU, SF Austin's not going to be too much of a challenge. I think their slipper's going to fall off in that round, and uh, St. Mary's going to move on to the Elite Eight. Yeah, and that one for me, I've got uh, Kentucky over San Diego State. I think this is San Diego State's first loss of the year. Uh, like I said before, I trust John Calipari in this game, unless he's playing Coach Gay, which he has an opportunity to in the next round. But uh, San Diego State, first real team they're going to face all year. Uh, Kentucky's playing good ball right now from what I've seen, and I'm going with the Wildcats. Yeah, I'm going with Wildcats or uh, San Diego State too. Calipari, got a lot of young guys, you know, one and done kind of deal, but he's a good coach, been in this position before where he's the underdog, and uh, he can get it done. Jumping on, looking at all over Elite Eight, we all have Duke sitting in the Elite Eight, and it looks like we all actually have Duke sitting in our Final Four, so skip along there to the top right-hand bracket. Like I said, we got Duke sitting in the left-handed corner. One-seated there, Kansas. Two-seated there, Dayton. Three-seated there, Louisville. Four-seated Penn State, and so on. Skipping the one-seed matchup, we're looking at the BYU-Purdue 8-9 game. No particular reason here, just kind of a coin flip. I like BYU here. Um... Any other reason to not pick BYU? I don't have one. Just like I said, kind of a coin flip here. Yeah, same deal with me. I, I picked a nine seed. Again, I picked Purdue, but um, it's anybody's game. Yeah, I went with Purdue here just because of the caliber of the Big Ten this year. I don't know much on BYU, but I've seen a couple of Purdue games, and I like the flashes that Big Ten showing, so I'm picking Purdue. So I got a little bit of an upset here. We got a playing game, Butler, the five seed playing the winner of Cincinnati. Stanford is the playing game. I have Cincinnati beating Stanford in the playing game. And then I also have Cincinnati playing or beating Butler in the 5-12 upset. Always got to pick a 5-12 upset. Um, and it looks like that's going to be my 5-12 upset for this year. So I'm just going to rock with the uh, Bearcats out of UC for that one. 
Um, yeah, I got I got to choose Butler. Uh, I don't see it happening. Uh, Cincinnati probably not the best basketball school, and I think Butler's always going to be able to top them there. Uh, yeah, I'll roll with the Bulldogs here from Butler. I also picked uh, Cincinnati in that uh, playing game matchup over Stanford, but. I mean, Butler's produced uh, my Celtics coach, Brad Stevens, Chris Holtman, now with the Buckeyes. Uh, I like the Bulldogs to roll with this one with UC. And one thing about UC, uh, with that new coach coming in this year, their star player, Jared Cumberland, and him have had issues, um, even if they get past Stanford, which I think they will. I don't know how much that's going to affect anything down the stretch here in March Madness, but that is something to look out for uh, when March comes and the tournaments like that, the conference tournaments come to life. But I'm going with the Bulldogs in this one. Jumping ahead. Penn State, North Texas, everybody's got Penn State, not going to dwell on that game much. Then we got an upset pick by Ryan here in the LSU-Wichita State 6-11 matchup. Me and Byron rocking with the LSU Tigers. Um, any particular reason for picking the 11 seed Wichita State here, or just kind of a gut feeling? Uh, I'd say mainly gut feeling. Um, I don't like Wichita State and what they've done in years past in the tournament. Um, I don't know how good LSU is in the SEC this year, but, I mean, off slight research, I'd go Wichita State here. Alrighty, skipping the next three games, we all have the same um, picks. We got Louisville beating Colgate in the 314. We got Ohio State beating Xavier in the 710. We have UD beating Murray State in the 215. Looking ahead to the Kansas BYU matchup, not much of a argument here for either team. Everybody's got Kansas moving on from that game, so we're gonna jump ahead of that one. Looking at the matchup between the 512 winner, the 413 winner, like my game is UC Penn State. I got Penn State winning, and it looks like it's actually unanimous Penn State there. So we're going to skip that one, go down to LSU versus Louisville. I have LSU beating Louisville in a game to watch. I think Louisville's a really strong ACC team, but I think LSU's a team that can come out and surprise a lot of people in March. Uh, you might be surprised how far I got them going this year's tournament, but I do like LSU in this game. Yeah, I like Louisville here. I mean, they're a top-caliber ACC team from what I've seen this year. They actually play uh, my Syracuse Orangemen this Wednesday. Hopefully Syracuse can pull off that upset. Probably not, though. But uh, from what I've seen this year and who they've played and what they've done, I mean, they're a strong ACC team, and I have no problem picking them over Wichita State. Uh, I'm agreeing with Luke. I got LSU over uh, Louisville. Louisville hasn't been the same, I don't think, since Rick Pitino left. Um, I don't think this coach knows how to work down the stretch in big tournaments like this. So even though they do okay in the ACC, I'm going with LSU here. Yeah, like you said, Louisville hasn't been the same since those um... – Escorts, if you will, had come to Louisville to help the recruits. So, not high on Louisville there. Now, the matchup, if this is the matchup to happen, the stadium will sell out. The TV ratings in Ohio will be crazy. Ohio State's the seven seed. I got beaten Xavier. UD's the two seed. I got beaten Murray State. Ohio State-UD, a matchup from four or five years ago when UD made an Elite Eight run, I do believe. Um, I like Ohio State in this game. I'm, I like the Big Ten a lot. In most games, I think Ohio State's played good ball in the first part of the year. They they hit a, a brick wall in this, the middle part of the year, but they're picking it up in this part. I like Ohio State to win this game. I like them to win it big. I don't really think it's too close of a game. Uh, I'm disagreeing. I got Dayton. OSU, Big Ten team. Uh, was in the top 25. Was it won one overall at one point, but they've really dropped. Lost some games they probably shouldn't have. I see this being Dayton's first big matchup of their season, but I still think they're gonna gonna take it. Uh, I mean, this one for me, honestly, I looked up some stats here because personally, from what I've seen from Dayton this year, uh, they just got ranked uh, number five in the AP poll. If for any of you college basketball fans out there that watch the AP poll every week when it comes out, 
I personally haven't been a big fan of Dayton this year. Um, I think, obviously, playing the A-10, their schedule's weak. Um, I see their fans all the time on Twitter wanting to say, oh, man, this Rhode Island game we got at home is really intimidating me. We got to go to St. Louis this week and beat them on a buzzer beater. Thank God we escaped that one. I mean, it doesn't give me a lot of confidence with your team. Um, from what I looked up with the stats, I mean, Dayton's number one um, in field goal percentage, seventh in scoring defense. Um, however, Ohio State is uh, top 10 in scoring defense, and they're top, I think it's 20, in holding their opponent's field goal percentage low. Obviously, Dayton's number one in field goal percentage. They're pretty even in rebounding. They're pretty even in three-point shooting, which I think will be a key factor in this game. And... Uh, one thing for me, too, is they both turn the ball over quite a bit. Both teams, which might be because of the roadblock that Ohio State had this year and Dayton uh, letting teams in this close game. Like, they just played a 10-14 UMass team, only won by, I think, eight or seven points. Might have been because turnovers down the stretch. I didn't really get to look at the box score. But both teams turn the ball over a lot. I like Chris Holtman over Anthony Grant, but I like Dayton in this game. I think Obi Toppin is probably going to take over here. Um, I don't know if Ohio State with Caleb Wesson and all their guys can defend him. Uh, it's really a coin flip for me. I mean, I'm going to be rooting for Ohio State in this game, but i got to go with UD. Thinking about the UD-UMass game, yeah, UMass was only down four with about eight minutes to go. UD turned it on and then just kept their uh, foot on the pedal. Not the gas, but they just kept it on the pedal, not pressing down on it because they kind of let them back in down the stretch, but was able to get a win there. <laughs> Skipping the PSU and KU game, Kansas-Penn State, for all of you that don't know the abbreviations, we all have Kansas moving on there. LSU, um, in my my case, and Byron's case, or Louisville and Ryan's case versus Ohio State or UD. I have LSU in the Elite Eight beating Ohio State. I don't think this will be a blowout, but I do think LSU will win this game by eight or nine points if it is to happen. Ohio State's played good down the stretch of recent and in the middle part of the season like we've been saying they just fell apart and I, I think that's the team that shows up in this game I like LSU to win this one um, whether LSU plays OSU or Dayton in the second weekend I think they're going to go ahead and head on to the Elite Eight um, I think for me Dayton this will be the the end of the road for them even though they had a great season I, I don't see them making it to the Elite Eight uh, I truly think this is Dayton's second true test of the year uh, first one being Ohio State Obviously, that's a big game to watch. And this one right here being a game to watch, Louisville and UD. Uh, I think Louisville just takes it to them. Um, I don't know if UD is going to be able to keep up down the stretch with them. Obviously, it'll be top and lottery pick. Like, he's going to try and do some damage. Uh, Jalen Crutcher, Trey Landers, all those guys. But I really think Louisville is just going to take it to them and head to the Elite Eight. So. so, looking at the brackets, I'm the only one that has LSU in the Final Four. Both the other guys have Kansas in the Final Four. Um, I'm pretty high on LSU this year. No real reason, just a little bit of a gut feeling. I think I think Kansas will play really good ball until the Elite Eight. LSU not going to blow them out by any means, but they're going to come up late. They're going to be it's going to be back and forth like 15, 20 lead changes, just bucket, 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 and LSU will hit a hit a three, hit a three, and, and then hit a dagger and, and just put the game away and move on to the Final Four. Yeah, I got the Jayhawks here. Um, they don't necessarily have a ton of deep tournament runs, but they have been in the Elite Eight before, and they've been near the top of the AP poll all year. Uh, so I think they are a good team overall, enough to beat LSU. Uh, Kansas, I got them in the Final Four over Louisville. I think that is a close, closer game than people anticipate. Um, Kansas has this big man. I'm going to butcher his name. I think it's Osmond Dukey. 
however you say it. Um, I watched the Maui Invitational Championship, Kansas Duke, or sorry, Kansas and Dayton, excuse me, with Osbaduki and Obi Toppin. Um, Osbaduki, I just thought, handled the pressure in the paint really well. Uh, I thought he was able to score just anything he wanted on Toppin and Dayton. Not saying he's going to be able to do that against Louisville, but he is one of the key factors to why I think Kansas is going to make a eventual Final Four and championship push. Jumping down to the bottom right-hand corner bracket, like I said, hardwoodandhollywood.com if you want to follow along. Gonzaga the one seed there, Maryland the two seed there, West Virginia the three seed, Oregon the four seed. Skipping the first one through 116 game and the 8-9 game, I got Gonzaga, everybody's got Gonzaga. Me and Ryan have Rutgers. Byron's looking down at Oklahoma, beating them. But we're going to jump down to this matchup, which peeking over at Ryan's bracket, the 5-12 Liberty game versus Michigan State is one that he's gotten upset on. I'd really like to hear how he thinks Liberty's going to pull the upset against Michigan State. Yeah, so uh, big thing for me here, uh, I think Michigan State's down this year. Um, Jared Jackson obviously left a couple years ago. Um, they still have Cassius Winston at the helm for the team. But looking more into Liberty, and just what they're about as a basketball team. They are first in the entire NCAA in least amount of turnovers per game, and they are second in the entire NCAA in scoring defense. Um, like I said, with the 5-12, there's the main upsets come from a 5-12 matchup. Uh, I'm going with gut feeling here, and I'm going with Liberty over Michigan State. Uh, I don't think so. I think Michigan takes this one. Tom is a good coach. Michigan's in a, in a pretty, pretty good division. They play good teams all year round, and I don't see them losing. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. Michigan State, better team. Liberty not getting the upset done there. Um, I have Oregon beating New Mexico State, which looks like um, it is not a unanimous pick as Ryan over here has uh, New Mexico State, the 13 seed, beating Oregon. Any particular reason for that or just kind of on a whim? Uh, like I said, I was looking off stats a little bit earlier today before we did this. Uh, New Mexico State... Currently ninth in scoring defense. Um, I haven't really known Oregon to be a real good powerhouse when it comes to tournament time. Um, I like New Mexico State in this game with a 13-4 upset facing Liberty. We're going to skip the last um, four games. we got Virginia versus Marquette. All of us have Virginia there. we got West Virginia over Hofstra in the 314. Then we got a Texas matchup. I'm, I'm just kidding. That's not a Texas matchup. We got Florida versus Houston. I don't know what I was thinking there. I got Florida. Byron's got Florida. Ryan's rocking with Houston there. Not much to discuss in a 7-10. Then we got Maryland beating UC Irvine. Jumping back up to the top, everybody has got um, the Zags in the Sweet 16. I actually have Oregon beating Michigan State in the round of 32. Byron's got the opposite. Let's hear the reason behind that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know too much on either team, but... I see Michigan being able to pull not much of an upset, just a 5-4 matchup, making it to uh, the round of 3-16 and playing Gonzaga. So then Ryan, obviously having the Liberty New Mexico State is going to have an interesting pick here to make the Sweet 16. Uh, yeah, I went with Liberty. Um, usually uh, there's one team always from either 5-12, 4-13, some upset matchup that makes it to the Sweet 16, sort of like a silver end uh, excuse me, silver Cinderella. Cinderella, yeah, I don't know why I stuttered there a little bit, couldn't get it out, but uh, yeah, I like Liberty over New Mexico State here, uh, it seems to me like with the stats, I haven't watched anything, but like a disciplined team, don't turn the ball over a lot, they played really good defense, uh, I'll go with Liberty over New Mexico State here. Jumping down to the Virginia versus West Virginia game, 
I'm the only one to pick Virginia to move on to the Sweet 16. And a little bit of behind that is they have a really solid defense that limits scoring. So I like Virginia to keep this game low scoring. Obviously, the other guys have West Virginia. But like I said, I got Virginia winning this game. We're going to jump down to the next game where I have uh, Florida playing Maryland. As well as Byron has Florida playing Maryland. And Ryan has Houston playing Maryland. But bottom line, all of us have Maryland moving on. And skipping ahead of the next game as well, we got Gonzaga versus Oregon, Michigan State, or in Ryan's case, Liberty. We all have Gonzaga there. Not going to talk about that one too much. Going to jump down to what I have is almost a potential upset, which is Virginia, the 11 seed, playing Maryland. I have that as a game to watch. I think Virginia is going to play good. They limit scoring. Maryland scores 80-something points a game. I think this could turn into a really low-scoring game, hitting like a 45-40 to 40 final. But at the end of the day, I do like Maryland here to uh, move on to the Elite Eight. Looking over to my left, Byron's got West Virginia moving on. Yeah, I have West Virginia beating beating Virginia second round and then beating Maryland uh, in the Sweet 16. I think uh, Press Virginia will get it done. I don't see Maryland moving on. Skipping ahead to the Elite Eight matchup. Gonzaga versus Maryland in my case, Gonzaga versus West Virginia in Byron's case, and then Gonzaga versus Maryland in Ryan's case as well. Almost a unanimous pick here. I have Maryland beating Gonzaga in the 2-1 upset, if you will. Same with Ryan, has them moving to the Final Four, and then Byron's got the Zags. So looking at my Final Four, I got Baylor um, in the top left, Duke in the bottom left, LSU in the top right, and then Maryland in the bottom right. I have um, top left, FSU, two seed, Duke, two seed, bottom right, Zags, one, and Kansas, one. So two twos and two ones there. Yeah, uh, top left, I got Baylor, one seed. Uh, bottom left, I got Duke, two seed. Top right, Kansas, the one seed. And bottom right, Maryland, the two seed. So looking at it, I got the uh, highest seed. I got LSU coming out of the top right and the sixth seed moving on to the final four. In my left-hand side, Baylor versus Duke matchup, I have Duke moving on in the 2-1 upset, if you will. Um, I think the ACC is, is a good conference. Now, Duke probably won't win the ACC, but I think they play good enough ball in the ACC to, to take out a team like Baylor, who plays in the Big 12, which is a good conference. Um, they have two potential one-seeds right now. Obviously, they, they face off here soon, Baylor versus Kansas. They might play a couple times, including tournament play, so they're going to beat each other up. But I like Duke to win this game and move on to the finals. Got a little bit of difference here from Byron. I think when you get to the Elite Eight, Final Four, it's just who do you think is going to win and who comes out and plays better on that day. I, I have FSU going to the final game, beating Duke. Uh, coach K is an amazing coach. Duke's an amazing squad, but I, I see FSU beating them. Yeah, Duke being an amazing squad that just took it down um, your North Carolina Tar Heels <laughs> on the road. In impressive fashion. We're going to jump over to Ryan to get his final pick. Uh, Yeah, I've got Baylor and Duke here, and I'm definitely going to go with Duke. Uh, I watched Duke a lot this year, actually. One of my buddies at uh, Urbana, who I play with, Tyler Best, shout out. Uh, huge Duke fan. Uh, loves his Dukies. We talk ACC all the time with Syracuse, my fandom, and Duke, his fandom in basketball. Uh, coach K is a really good coach in March. Uh, they're a physical team down low, and uh, outside in the three range. I mean, they're physical all around. Yeah, I like Duke in this game over Baylor. Jumping to the right side of the bracket, I got the six-seeded LSU playing the two-seeded Maryland. Um, Maryland, like I said, Big Ten team. I'm high on the Big Ten this year. 
I like Maryland to make the final game. I think LSU's run as a, a mini Cinderella as a 60 going to the final four ends there. Maryland, in convincing fashion, I think, over LSU to play Duke in the finals, getting Ryan's pick from the right-hand side. Yeah, I got Kansas up top, one seed, Maryland two seed. Uh, I have this as one of my games to watch. I mean, obviously, all the final four games are games to watch. But I really like what Maryland's doing this year. I talked about earlier, uh, Big Ten have the most teams this year in the tournament, uh, according to Joe Lenardi. And Maryland, I think, is one of those top-tier teams in the Big Ten that people really don't see, you know, because Big Ten isn't really that big uh, in years past, but this year they are. Uh, I like this as a close matchup here, but I still think Kansas uh, has the edge with their big man, and I got Kansas in a close one. I'll go overtime, uh, Kansas over Maryland. All right, Byron, let's see what your right-hand side looks like. My right-hand side is uh, Chalk 1-1, Kansas Zags. Um, it's going to be a good game. I feel like Final Four games always, always keep you on the edge of your seat. I just picked the Jayhawks here. Zags could do it. I just picked Kansas, and I actually picked Kansas to beat Florida State when it all. So that's his final pick, Kansas the national champion. Mine's going to be from the ACC. I like the Duke Blue Devils to beat Maryland. Uh, close game. Probably scoring in the 70s or the 80s for this one. I like. I mean, maybe even the 90s. Who knows? But I like, I like Duke to win it all and take the uh, NCAA March Madness trophy home this year. Uh, yeah, for me, it was a little different. Uh, it was... Sort of a coin flip for me, I thought. I talked about Duke earlier in their Final Four matchup being a physical presence uh, with Kansas. Their big man, Osmond Duke, I mean, that's a huge physical presence right there. But um, I also think that this is going to be a real close game. Uh, I think it's going to be high scoring, probably an overtime matchup here again, a second overtime matchup for Kansas in the tournament. And uh, coin flip for me, I like the Jayhawks in this one over the Duke Blue Jewels. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, baby. So we got uh, two Kansas Jayhawks here, and then I'm obviously the Iron Man out picking Duke to win it all. While I got you here, fellas, we're going to get your takes on the controversial Dayton Flyers, if you will. Ranked five, ranked ahead of the Duke Blue Devils. who just had an impressive win against Florida State. Takes on the takes on the Dayton Flyers. Who wants this one first? I'll take it. Um, I think if UD wins out, wins the A-10, they're definitely getting a two seed. I don't see them getting a one if Duke is right there behind them and also plays good in the ACC. I see Duke taking a one, potential one seed in that scenario. Um, I do think they're overrated, though. I, I, the conference is small, hasn't won a top 25 game, lost to Colorado, lost to Kansas. Even though it was close, it's still a loss. I, I don't see them going too far in March Madness, and I think they're pretty much overrated. Yeah, going back to their conference being um, weak, VCU the only team in that conference, fun fact, to have a top 25 win this year. So when they say they play good competition, they play good competition for their level. What, what's your take on the uh, Dayton Flyers this year, Ryan? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I've got a lot of guys who are uh, big on the Dayton Flyers, but i sad to say for all you guys out there, I am not one of those guys. Um, like I talked about earlier before, I mean, I follow a lot of people off on Twitter who are big UD fans, big UD supporters. actually got into it with one of my former teammates this year, uh, Stephen Beal. Uh, we were talking, and he's a big uh, Flyer faithful. Um, I just don't see, like, I just don't see all the hype. Yes, they have a lottery pick in Obi Toppin. Yes, they have a pretty good shooting guard in Jalen Crutcher. I mean, they've got those guys. But when you don't play anybody, and you're sitting over here on Twitter, and I see fans tweeting almost every single night, 
about, ooh, we got to go on the road and play the seventh best team in the A-10, St. Louis. And we got to go on the road and play yada yada and this A-10 team this, A-10 team that. And they're always about, like, basically crapping their pants every night. Like, man, can we really pull this out on the road against the seventh best A-10 team? Like, I mean, like, when you have teams like that and you're not playing good competition and you're worried about your A-10 teams, I mean, beating St. Louis on the road on a buzzer beater. And stuff like that. You don't have a top 25 win. I mean, just stuff like that. Like, I think it's just disrespectful that they've been ahead of Duke the entire, basically the entire year. Yeah, Duke lost early to SF Austin. They play in the ACC. Like, some of their losses are good losses. But overall, man, I just don't see Dayton living up to all the hype. I mean, I have them going to the Sweet 16. That's fine. I know Jay Billis talks about them being a Final Four team. I mean, my personal opinion, if they face a really good shooting team and a really good rebounding team, like they're not going to stand a chance, a.k.a. Louisville. But, I mean, hey, we'll see what lives up. Maybe if they don't get UC Irvine according to this bracket or whoever they get, maybe they might get upset in that 15-2 game. You never know. But I'm not all into the hype there, man. I'm just not into it. Yeah, it seems like just the state of Ohio and then Jay Billis is, is the – flyer faithful for uh them being in the final four like i said i don't see it as well i don't see them making it past round of 32 i don't see them making it out of the first weekend but yeah so like i said got hardwood and hollywood.com has bracketology out every other day or every third day if you want to check them out not a sponsored episode of course but they do have pretty good bracketologies put out has every seed in there and conference champions and whatnot it would be worth your time to check that out but like always, I appreciate every single one of you out there listening. You always have an open invite to call in and talk on the show. Or if you can, I mean, if you want to set it up and you want to come sit in the studio like I had today, it was really fun having them sit inside the studio. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything left. If these guys don't have anything left, just thanks for coming out. Appreciate you having me on, Luke. Yeah, it's fine. Go Heels. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody.